They found what was definitely not Hunter Biden's cocaine near the Situation Room, apparently. Now, God, that story's ever-changing. We're going to talk about that tonight. A uh, federal judge dealt a temporary but, I don't know, potentially potentially great blow against the Biden administration. And uh, all of a sudden, Republicans want to cancel Ben and Jerry's now? Come on. All right, we're going to get into all that tonight. If you're watching the replay, do us a favor, skip ahead three minutes, go through the countdown. And uh, if you're new to the, well, give us a thumbs up. But if you're new here, follow the channel. And uh, so you get notified when we go live. We'll be back in a few minutes.
Nice. Alex McDonald in Atlanta. Joined by Daniel Munoz in, in Minnesota. Ugh, you what got that? were you doing? What's going I was about on, Danny? I to cough, but I wasn't sure if I could mute myself. Um, so now I have to cough. Hi, guys. <laughs> You're right. That's what I was doing. Yeah, I just drank water too fast. That sucks when that happens. Uh, welcome back, guys. This is uh, TPS Report for July 6th. Thursday, July 6th. 2000. July Isn't it the 6th? Yeah, I just wanted you to say it again. I know. Uh, 2023. It's good to be back. Got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, we're going to say hi to our friends on the first break. We're going to dive into some content, though. We're going to start. You and I didn't discuss this, Danielle. Uh, threads. Threads went live today. Uh, Meta, Facebook, Instagram, they own this Threads. It's a, I guess, a Twitter uh, competitor, so to right. speak. They wasted absolutely no time whatsoever in censoring people. When I say people, I obviously mean people on the right, conservatives. Right. They uh, These are two examples, D.C. Drano and um, Donald Trump Jr. immediately hit with the uh, censor flags right there on Facebook. Um, we're going to be talking about this censorship thing this evening, so stay tuned for that. But I thought it was funny. It launches today. I, I downloaded it. Um, my username on there is the same as my Instagram name. Uh, I just did follow all for all of my, because that's one of your options. You can follow all of your Instagram followers on threads. And then if they, even if they're not signed up yet, once they sign up, uh, the notification will be there and then you can they can approve you or whatever. And so I got accepted by people I'd forgotten about today. Okay. Yeah, people I, well, I, I I'm like, who the f oh, I know who that is, and got accepted by them. Um, yeah, you, threads. You know Elon is going after threads, right? Well, you mean attacking them? You, for theft of intellectual property. Is he really? That's yeah. interesting. Yep. Stealing IP. I wonder yep. how many uh, former Twitter employees went over to threads and took their, took their, well, I'm not going to say what they took because right. we live in a litigious world, but uh, databases, code base, who knows what they were able to get out of there on their little thumb drives. Yeah. Suing, suing them already. Good for yep. him. Good for him. But yeah, yep. I've spent all of uh, five minutes on there and uh, it was just, it was quite frankly, a, uh, just a, a ad fest. It oh, was an ad right. fest. Yeah. You are literally the product on threads. So yeah, I don't think I'll be spending any, uh, any significant time over there, but yeah. Um, you know what else? Cause that's happened? what we need is more social media. Yeah. Yeah. On more... which to spend our time. Cause we don't have enough of that. That's, that's right. That's right. That's so much social media. It's ridiculous. Um, hey, they found cocaine at the White House, Danielle. What? Yep. Yeah. What, what? Which White House? What do you mean? This this White House, Joe Biden's White House. They the found, White House. They found some cocaine there. Of course, of course, it's a reasonable assumption to jump to 
that it's Hunter Biden's cocaine. That it belongs to the cocaine addict? Yeah, we don't know that. There's, you know, nobody's said definitively whether in fact it is the cocaine addict's cocaine. However, in his defense, he prefers the cheaper stuff. He likes the crack cocaine. I don't know that he uh, dabbles in the powder kind, and that's what was found here. Um, the, Dude, the if it walks like a duck and snorts like a duck. Powdered cocaine. Here's the thing. I said, uh, well, uh, let's go through the timeline first. Okay. They found the cocaine. They evacuated the White House. The first family were at... Um, Camp David. Camp David. Thank you. Hunter Biden had been in the White House Friday. They found the cocaine on Sunday. Um which I think is the the best evidence to suggest that it probably wasn't his because they're doing sweeps of the White House every day. And had he dropped it Friday, it would have been found Friday, unless it was and they just announced it Sunday, but who knows. Um, so, so I think it's somebody else in the White House. Well, they say it was in a first in a highly trafficked public area of the West Wing. Now, Danielle pointed me to the latest report that the cocaine was actually found near the Situation Room, uh, one floor down and below the Oval Office. Now, that's a very secure area. I don't even know that Hunter Biden would be able to get down into those, uh, those depths of the White House. Maybe he could, I'm not sure. But again, that, that leads me to believe it would have been found had it had it been Hunter and had he dropped it on Friday. I have absolutely no doubt they would have found it on Friday. Unless it wasn't dropped, it was stashed. I mean, was it stashed? I don't have know. They, have they given I us enough know. details to no. determine that? I don't did, think so. Did did he stash it in a cubby before going? You know, and that's what the internet and I were joking about. That. Um, you know, I mean, there's no evidence that it was Hunter Biden's, but it was found in a in a recessed hidden cubby in Hunter's desk. So, yeah, yeah, recessed, you know. yeah, let's there's, let's let's go over what we do know. The dog alerted on it. Yeah, let's go over what we do know. Y'all, I just made that up, by the way. Please don't quote yeah, that. Yeah, that was, that was a joke. Completely made up. Let's go over what we do know. Hunter Biden likes a bit of cocaine. We know this. This is a fact. There's video, photographic, written, and admissions evidence of the fact that Hunter Biden loves him a bit of cocaine. Right. Yes. Hunter Biden has access to the White House. Hunter Biden's not going to be searched, patted down, and screened going into the White House like, say, you and I. You know what I mean? Yes. And Hunter Biden's going to have access to certain areas of the White House that um, we're not going to have access to. He's going to have privileged access to certain areas. Whether that includes the Situation Room, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe he does. It's not a stretch to assume that this is Hunter Biden's cocaine. And the question needs to be asked, Was this Hunter, is this Hunter Biden's cocaine? There's video cameras all over the the West Wing. All they need to know is where it was found and who was near that area. And if it was found in a secure area like um, like the Situation Room, the chances of finding the culprit now have skyrocketed. 
Right. They were initially saying it's highly, it's unlikely we'll find the culprit because this is a heavily trafficked public area, you know, and it could have been one of hundreds of people. Well, this is no longer a heavily trafficked area. And it's an area that's going to be under constant, constant scrutiny and security. So it shouldn't be hard to find who, uh, who did this. But don't be surprised to find out this was not Hunter. It was, in fact, someone else. And I'll right. tell you why. These, these people, excluding Joe Biden, who's in bed by five every day, these people work hard. These people work hellacious hours. I mean, I'm talking getting to work at 5 a.m., not leaving until 2 a.m. If the West Wing's anything to go by anyway. Right, yes, that, yes. Yeah, uh, so much of this is based on the West Wing. Right. And I'll, I guess I should, uh, I should throw that out there up front. Um, but it's also based on memoirs that I've read from former chiefs of staff, right? People who have worked at the White House. And they bear out those reports that there are hellaciously long hours, which is why burnout for White House staff is so high. They can, they can go a year, maybe two years, and then they're burned out and they go. This is We see a high turnover of press secretaries, for example. We see a high turnover of speech writers, people like that. It wouldn't surprise me if a number of them term, turn to a chemical enhancement to try to keep going for those long hours. We see it with students all the time, right? They, they did Absolutely. their, what was the, what was the real popular pills at one time? The ADD medication that oh. was almost chemically identical to cocaine. Adderall. Is that yes, what it was called? You. Yes. Adderall and students would grind it up and snort it so that they could keep studying late into the night. Those same students now work at the white house. They do. The, think about the timeline in the 90s. It was in the 90s when those, the, the, the Adderall, or whatever it was called, I think it was Adderall, that was when that became the forefront of the news, right? Well, kids are using these drugs to stay awake. And, well, that's those kids that are now at the age that they're working in the White House. They're right. working for this administration. It's going to go on in Republican administrations as well. It's what they've grown up doing. It's what they're used to doing. You know, right, either right or wrong, the stigma around cocaine isn't what it used to be. You know? I'm, I don't want to incriminate myself. I plead the fifth. But um, sometimes, sometimes you just need a bump. Okay, that's not true. But I think that because of the stigma around crack, that I don't think there really ever was a stigma around powder, powder cocaine. cocaine like there should have been. Like, I think that it was always sort of the cleaner person's party drug. Yeah, it was, because it was the white crack collar drug. was seen, yeah, was seen as what, you know, the dirty junkies were doing. Yeah. So... And, and um, access access to it is so prevalent these days, right. especially under this administration with wide open borders. I mean, they're fucking drugs, cocaine, and and all kind of shit coming fentanyl coming across the border in massive waves. Um, I, I imagine I don't know that it has. I'm just guessing that it's probably driven down the price, made it more accessible to more people. 
But these these folks are in these high stress jobs. They're used to it's a generation raised on drugs. Right. Do you know a teenager that hasn't done at least five different kinds of drugs? Or I mean, at least I a gen, a millennial. Let's say a young. Do you know at least a young millennial that hasn't done at least five different types of drugs? I don't. I don't know a millennial that who's sort of spurns drugs the way that out you know previous generations did. Yeah, none none of them. I know a lot of people who are currently in their early thirties. They just got out of their twenties, and um, every single one of them has done all kind of drugs that I couldn't even name. And it was just part of life. They, right. They don't have, they didn't grow up during the, the drug war, right? They didn't grow right. up under Nancy Reagan. Um, what was it? She said, don't do drugs. Is that what her great just catchphrase? Say no. Just say just no. Say Thank no. you. Just say no. They didn't grow up with that. They've grown up in a completely different time and they're taking that, mentality into the workplace well and they're self-medicating because of what video games and social media has done to their brains mm -hmm. i mean we could debate this but if you disagreed with me you'd be wrong yeah because <laughs> there are studies and we've seen them here's here's what we'll know if it was hunter biden's drugs we won't they won't say a word right it'll if just it, go away if it was somebody else's they'll throw them out as a scapegoat so as to virtue signal to the rest of the country, hey, look, we're doing something about this. That's what I predict will happen. So if we don't right. hear anything, then it's hunters. Well, and they'll throw out a scapegoat and then bash anybody that addiction shames the the scapegoat. Mm. Mark, you know? Mark says, I, maybe Mark says I was under the impression Adderall was a type of amphetamine. I could be wrong, though. It might not be Adderall that I'm thinking of. No, Adderall of. is an ADD drug. It might be an amphetamine, but it's an ADD drug. Yeah, it was It was big in the 90s. All the kids were on it, and uh, they were grinding them up and, and snorting them. I can't remember what it was. But it was, um, listen, I don't know that it was, it, uh, from, from news reports at the time, this drug was almost chemically identical to cocaine. It was just yeah. licensed. Adderall 100% is prescribed for ADD, and you can 100% snort it and get high as a kite. Because mm. I had students that used to do it. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's how we'll know if, if it was Hunter Ritalin. Thank you. That's what I'm thinking of, Dave. Ritalin. Remember that? R the big Ritalin fad? Big Ritalin change? Ritalin. It's all, they, I mean, all of those were. Yeah. They gave them out like candy. Yeah. But yeah, Adderall is the same thing. It, but yeah, I reckon if this was, if this were, I reckon, I think if this was, uh, <laughs> I think it, now I, I will tell you, that's not from living in the South. That's from growing up in England. We say I reckon all the time. Um, I think that if this was Hunter Biden's cocaine, which they'll know there's going to be video and hopefully somebody subpoenas the White House or or does an open records at request or something for the videos, which they won't hand out, obviously, because of national security, especially if it's damn near the situation room. But whatever, if they if they come up with a scapegoat, then it's probably that person's drugs. If they come up with nothing and keep stonewalling, chances right. are it's Hunter Biden's. And uh, that needs to be cause for concern. Dave and I, by the way, on Saturday, we're not going to cover it tonight. The the latest, 
the latest Joe Biden bribery corruption data. The whistleblower came forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dave and I, I wasn't prepared enough to talk about it tonight. Dave and I will be covering that on Saturday. So tune in, tune in Saturday morning at 10 a.m. We'll be handling that. But right now, let's say hi to some friends who have joined us. Uh, I mentioned Mark's Mark's here. What's up, brother? Good to see you. Michelle Brown is here. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Michelle. What's going on? Big Steve's here. What's going on, Steve? Good to see you, man. The hammer. Uh, Janine Shaner. Janine's here. What's up, Janine? Good to see you. Uh, Bill Campbell is here. Peggy Brown is here. Hey, Bill. Here. Hey, Peggy. Hey, uh, Joy's here. What's up, Joy? Hello, sister. Thanks for being here. Big Diamond Dave. There he is. Hey, Again, honey, honey. tune in Saturday. He'll be here. Um, Janine says, yes, we do know Alex. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a safe assumption. Yeah, there's Rita. Hi, Rita. Good to see you. Yeah, Janine, yes, we do know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not beyond the realm of possibility, right? That these are Hunter Biden's drugs, but right. like I said, I also think it's quite likely that one right. of these uh, these young millennials. Here, uh, I think, and this is like the dumbest statement ever, and I totally know that. But I think almost as much of an issue of whether it is or isn't Hunter Biden's is the likelihood, like the fact that it's likely that it's his. You know what I mean? Like that he is just such a drug addict and a derelict that when cocaine's found in the White House, the first thing you think is, where the fuck's Hunter? Right, right. You know, probably the first thing that they did was did a TikTok and figured out, and I don't mean a TikTok video, I mean a TikTok, which we learned on the West Wing, is the the accounting of like the minute by minute accounting of Mm -hmm. where people in the White House are, that they did a TikTok of the first family and figured out exactly where Hunter was for probably, you know, 48 hours or more around the time of the discovery of the cocaine so that they could place his ass first as far away from that blow as possible. Yeah. Where's Hunter? To me, that's the issue. Listen, anytime a child is abducted, we play a game of where's the Biden because, you know, they're a molesty bunch by all accounts. Yeah. Well, if, if, uh, unless if, it's a hooker baby, cause then we know Hunter will be nowhere yeah, near it. Nowhere to be seen. And Joe <laughs> Biden's going to disown it. Period. Yeah, nowhere near the hooker baby. But yeah, anytime a kid goes missing, where's the Bidens? Uh, they, they're like, they've taken over where Jeffrey Epstein left off, quite frankly. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about some other stuff, shall we? Before before we <laughs> I get, enjoy talking about the not news. The we, news is too depressing. Yeah, before, actually, this story not overly depressing. Let's talk about this. Judge blocks U.S. officials from tech contacts in First Amendment case. The this is from the Washington Post, by the way, and they are remarkably bent out of shape about this. So I wanted to pull up this story because the first paragraph, the Trump appointed judges move (laughs) could upend years of efforts to enhance coordination between the government and social media companies. Now, before we go on, I want to let you know, this is an injunction. It's a temporary. It's why in the, in the cold, the cold open, I said, it's a, it's possibly a temporary victory. Here's the thing, though. Judges generally issue injunctions if they believe that the plaintiff will succeed on the merits of the case. So the fact that we got an injunction here is very good news, especially on the heels of what we told you about Monday, 
the government's right. latest attempt at censoring and cracking down on people. Anyway, let's, uh, let's, oh, my, where's my mouse gone? Where the hell has my mouse? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's gone. It's taken a while. gonna, yeah, it's gone. Let me turn this off and turn it back on and see if that fixes with the issue. Cause it just disappeared. Where are you, mouse? There it is. All right, let's jump over here. Uh, Louisiana Turner, Attorney General Jeff Landry was one of the state officials who brought the case. A federal judge on Tuesday blocked key Biden administration agencies and officials from meeting and communicating with social media companies about protected speech in an extraordinary, according to the Washington Post, an extraordinary preliminary injunction in an ongoing case that could have profound effects on the First Amendment. What they mean by that is, oh shit, they're not going to be able to censor you as much as they have been. That is a profound move, assholes. Um, the injunction came in response to a lawsuit brought by Republican attorneys general in Louisiana and Missouri who alleged that the government officials went too far in their efforts to encourage social media companies to address posts that they worried could contribute to vaccine hesitancy during the pandemic or upend elections. Don't know what they mean by upend elections. Uh, are they talking about ordering social media to prohibit stories about Hunter Biden to, to hide stories about Hunter Biden's laptop. Are they talking about upending elections that way? They must be because that's part of the censorship we saw. Right. The Donald Trump appointed judges move could undo years of efforts to enhance coordination between the government and social media companies. For more than a decade, the federal government has attempted to work with social media companies to address criminal activity, including child sexual abuse images and terrorism. Hey, great way to start off, by the way. Things that we can all get behind. The right, exact, yep. by the way, remember the exact same way the legislation for that government censorship panel started off with a list of things we can all get behind. Then it went into the meat of it. Just remember like, when they wanted to have access to our pictures on our phones. That's what they said yes, to stop yeah. looking for kitty porn, to stop child sex traffickers. That's exactly what it was. But then they go on to what it actually is about. Right. Over the past five years, coordination and communication between government officials and the companies increased as the federal government responded to rising election interference and voter suppression efforts after the revelations that Russian actors had sowed disinformation on U.S. social sites during the 2016 election. That was the justification. So let's, let's go all the way back to 2016 and the alleged Russian interference in the election. Turns out that the Russians spent $100,000 advertising on Facebook. Of, of the... Of the eight hundred billion, like no, that's like no dollars. Of the eight hundred billion dollars that was spent on the twenty sixteen election between the parties, the candidates, advertising total, the Russians spent a hundred thousand dollars 
on some Facebook ads. And the majority of those ads had nothing to do with the election. It had to do with social issues. And those social issues were favorable to Democrats. I don't, listen, I don't want to sit here and say that's them's the facts. That's what the Democrats investigation turned up. But them's the facts. That's what it turned up. A hundred thousand. Do you know how far a hundred thousand dollars goes on Facebook? I don't. You reach less than a million people. Less than a million with a hundred thousand dollars on Facebook. That's how inconsequential it was. But that was the justification for widespread spying and censorship of American citizens who practice the wrong thing. Because that's what we're seeing. Look at Meta today. They're only coming after conservatives. And they said, well, that does, people say that doesn't happen. Look at Meta today. It's all you have to do. Go look at it and see who was censored. It wasn't the Young Turks getting censored. Right. It wasn't Hunter Biden getting censored. It was Donald Trump Jr. and DC Drano. I don't know who that is. I see his account and it's entertaining. It's humorous. But I actually don't know who the person is behind that. Does anyone in the chat know who uh, DC Drano is? But anyway, the argument was, well, they're private companies. And I, I agree with this argument. I have to tell you, they're private companies. They can do what they like. Remember when we were banned from YouTube, I said, they're private companies. We, we're playing in their sandbox. They get to make right. the rules. The, differenti the, differentiate, the differentiator, though, is when government gets involved and creates the rules for them. And that's what we've seen happen. We've seen definitive proof that the FBI went to both Facebook and Twitter and told them to censor the Hunter Biden laptop story in a, what can only be described as election interference. It can only be described as that. Tune in Saturday. We're going to have more about that because that ties into uh, the latest allegations of bribery and corruption of the Biden administration. We saw not only evidence of, we went on this show, went to the backdoor government portals that they have access to to report people on Twitter on Facebook, on YouTube, on any social media platform that exists. That backdoor portal still exists on Twitter, by the way. No matter what you think of Elon Musk and how good of a job, whether you think he's doing a good job or not, I think he's, um, I think he's pandering, to be honest with you. Elon Musk changes, it changes his tune depending on the direction of the wind. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. But those backdoor government portals still exist and they're right now not being used. But up until this order, they were being used. Facebook still having weekly meetings with 
members of this administration and this Department of Justice until now. State Department cancels Facebook meetings after judges' censorship ruling. This, again, is from the Washington Post, and they, they are really butthurt about all of this, Danielle. They're really sad that people are going to be able to uh, say what they want to say and not get shut down by the government. One day after a Louisiana federal judge set limits on the Biden administration's communications with tech firms, the State Department canceled its regular meeting Wednesday with Facebook officials to discuss 2024 election preparations and hacking threats. Well, good. Good, because I don't want this administration being able to collude with Facebook to right. hijack the 2024 election. I went to a meeting tonight, meeting of the GOP, and yet again, it was another meeting focused on election fraud, which is beating a dead horse. Let's just move on and focus on the issues that matter. Election tampering by the government, for example. That's a biggie. We know it's a biggie because we have the polling data from 2020 that tells us had, had they known about the Hunter Biden laptop story, 14% of Democrats may, may have voted a different way. That doesn't mean they would have voted for Donald Trump doesn't mean that it would have swayed the outcome of the election, but it absolutely means that it could have. Right. So that means that the FBI and this government and this Department of Justice absolutely interfered in an election. The exact same thing they intend to do for 2024, hence their weekly Wednesday meetings with Facebook to discuss the 2024 election. The move came hours before Biden's Department of Justice filed a notice that it would appeal the ruling. Of course, it will appeal the ruling. Right. It has an election to rig. Of course, it's going to appeal the ruling. Good night, Michelle. Night, thank Michelle. you for thank you for being here. State Department officials told Facebook that all future meetings, which had been held monthly, sorry, their monthly meeting, I said weekly, had been canceled pending further guidance, said the person who spoke on the condition of anonymity to preserve working relationships. Um, here's the thing. I don't know that I trust them to abide by this injunction. I, I hate that I've gotten so distrustful of our Department of Justice and the FBI. I hate that I'm that distrustful of them now, that I believe they're more than willing to ignore a court order and move ahead with their election tampering regardless. But I have a feeling that's exactly what's going on right now. They may have canceled the public Wednesday, not public, right. but the... They may have well, canceled the public-facing part. Yeah, they've, they've canceled the public-facing part. But guess who's still going through the backdoor portals? The FBI agents. The right. same FBI agents that were interfering in the Hunter Biden laptop case. Who coincided, I'm not going to say it, wait till Saturday. 
Right. The, the same FBI agents that were running cover for Hunter Biden during his tax and IRS investigation. Those same people, I guarantee you were still hitting up the back doors to these social media companies and telling them what they can and can't allow. And at that point, these companies are no longer private entities. They aren't. And so, yeah, I do agree that they're, or I did, I should say, agree that they're private companies and they can decide what they host on their platforms and what they don't. I don't think you can make that argument anymore. When, yeah, they were private until they colluded with the government. Until they colluded, yeah. An argument that you've been making for at least a year. Yeah. You know, we've got we've got people where thankfully Republicans are actually now granted Republicans don't have power, and we've seen this from Republicans over and over that they wait until they can't actually pass any laws before they try to get anything done. Um, because if they were in power and had the opportunity to pass laws, they wouldn't want to. Because I mean, this is how these parties work. And I listen. I I don't care. I'm not opposed to a bit of uh, dead uh, gridlock, a bit of stalemate. I think we have plenty of laws. In fact, we ought to be working on taking many of these laws off the books rather than adding to them. But it's typical of Republicans to fight for our free speech when they don't have power. It's typical right. of them to fight for our Second Amendment rights when they don't have power. And it's equally typical for them to cede our rights to the opposition when they do have power. So, yeah, it's nice that Republicans are paying lip service to this. But we need, if, if, they're, if, if they win in 2024, we need to hold their feet to the fire and make sure that this government censorship goes away completely. Because I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm entirely sick of it. If you can't separate fact from fiction, get off the internet. Simple right. as that. Yes. We tell you, we, we, do our utmost, we do our best to bring you the truth as, as best we can research it. And we tell you when we're given opinions, right? Like earlier with the Hunter Biden story. Yes. <laughs> yes. But when we, when we, when I, tr when we bring you factual or when we bring you the news, we try to bring you facts, but we, we tell you all the time, don't take our word for it. Primarily because if we're wrong, we want to know that we're wrong because we don't want to be intentionally giving you misinformation. But that's, that's us. Those are our principles. I don't care what other people do because I can separate truth from fiction. I can separate misinformation from information. And most Americans can't. These governments, they operate, and, and social media companies operate under the assumption that we're all somewhat retarded and can't figure out truth from fiction. Now, I will warn you that in this age of AI, you're going to have to be on your toes to decipher what's real and what isn't. 
Uh, and that, that goes for us. We're going to have to be as well. Cause the last thing we want to do is come on here and play a video and tell you, Oh my God, look what happened here. Only for it to turn out that, Hey, that was generated by artificial intelligence and we got duped. So right. we're going to have to be especially diligent. And I understand that the government might be concerned about that, but it's not the government's job to be concerned about that. It's not their job to be concerned about our welfare in that regard. Their job is to defend the United States. And in my opinion, that's their only fucking job. They've taken upon themselves to do an awful lot more than that, including trying to police what we get to see. They, they want to be the arbiter of truth. Right. They want to determine, okay, we believe that this is real and safe for public consumption, but this isn't. And I'm sorry, I don't trust them to do even a, even a reasonable job, a mediocre job of it. Hunter Biden laptop story, case in point. I'm not going to, maybe they were sincere. Maybe they sincerely thought that it was fake, Daniel. We know they didn't. The evidence is coming out that the FBI knew about the laptop for 18 months prior to, uh, to it going public. We know that now. But at the time, I go on. No, go ahead. But at the time, maybe the people working on the case at that time, maybe they sincerely thought that it was a hoax. But that's still not justification. No, they didn't for, because they No, used, I, I know they didn't. I've already, I've already standards, said that. But aside from that, they, used, they applied standards in this case that they didn't apply in other cases to decide what got to go out as news, like leaked information. And, and that's my point. Even if they sincerely believed it to be fake, that's not justification for, for censorship. It just isn't. It's not a justification for trampling on the First Amendment rights of American citizens. Right. Again, te temporary, maybe injunction. We shall see. I hope it stands. I hope the I hope the plaintiffs win on the merits, and that the government is prohibited from doing this for the rest of history, because this is the the way they tampered with the twenty twenty election is absolutely despicable. Voter fraud, be damned. Right. They, the federal government was the biggest source of fraud during the 2020 election. And I'm sorry, go on. Did you, was there anything else? No, that was it. That was my whole, that's what I was, because it just pisses me off. And I knew that I was just going to want to rant. Mm -hmm. So that's why yeah, I figured I, I would let you make the logical yeah. argument. Well, that's the thing. I, I don't disagree with you at all. I, 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 I'm right there with you a hundred percent, but I was, I was just trying to pose a, an alternative point of view you know what i mean whatever let's beat up on ben and jerry's hippie queers well yes <laughs> i want to beat up on the people that are going after ben and jerry's yeah 
Ben and Jerry's. Tell us what's what's going on with Ben and Jerry's, Daniel. So do you have the the story? Because I don't know the exact tweet, but Ben so Ben and Jerry's, of course, are an ice cream company. They're, I keep saying they're in New Hampshire because it's what's new. Vermont. They're in Vermont. It is, I guess. It is what's new. They're a bunch of dirty hippies, right? But they've they're, been they're dirty in Vermont. Hippies. It's what's ver. Yeah. <laughs> Since forever. Right. That's just who they are. That's like the essence of their company is they're a bunch of dirty hippies. They're, right. you know, tree huggers. They're they're all the things. So they made this post on the 4th of July. The United States that the, there's blah, blah, blah. And then the United States was founded on stolen indigenous land this 4th of July. Let's commit to returning it. Right. So folks are all mad. And there is talk amongst well, you folks. Know, the, folks, let's let's be fair. Folks on the right are right. Mad. Well, and that's what I was going to say. There's there is talk amongst the conservative rabble about making Ben and Jerry's the next Bud Light. Right. But I mean, did y'all just now meet Ben yeah, and Jerry? Exactly. They have an ice cream flavor called Cherry Garcia. Yes. Yeah. Hello. It's Ben yeah. and Jerry's. Yes. So why this? this is, why the desire to cancel them all of a sudden? Yeah. Like, why are y'all all of a sudden paying attention to Ben and Jerry's? Because they've been doing this stuff for as long as I've known of them. Right. And it's been a long. I mean, I've been a chubby girl for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um. So I just think it's funny that you know now, funny in like a disgusting way that and you. It's be, it's I'm just, be, I'm it goes sick back. of you being right. Quite I'm, frankly, I'm sick of you being I, right. I, I, I was going to say, I told you, you so. You said, yeah, because, you know, the Bud Light thing happened and you said, well, you know, the the conservative rabble have crushed Bud Light and now they're going to move on. And then they moved on to Target and Target pulled the tuckable bathing suits. But then people were still mad because other stuff Target had done in the past. Yeah. So... You're like, well, they're going to keep being mad at Target and now they're going to have to find another Target because, you know, those those things are kind of dying down. And so now they've set their sights on Ben and Jerry's. And I think it's ridiculous because Ben and Jerry's are just continuing to do what Ben and Jerry's have always done. Yeah, uh, it is. It's you know, for some reason we on the right have latched on to cancel culture. And listen, I'm not going to say it's not effective. It works. Right. It's had a really devastating effect on Bud Light, Disney. Real quick, Disney, it got hammered by Sound of Freedom. So to all you freedom-loving Americans, good fucking job that an independent movie, Sound of Freedom, that's highlighting the failure of the American government, beat up on Disney's reboot of Indiana Jones, well done America, that sends a message. However, I think there's a downside to cancel culture. I, I don't want to see companies put out of business. I don't want to see people lose their jobs. Have you heard that the, what are they called? The, the equity and equality? What's that position in companies? DEI. Yeah, that DEI positions, I think Disney has just gotten rid of their like DEI head honcho yeah. and that other companies are following suit. Mm -hmm. So that fad trend wave, whatever it was. And I hope it's enough to save them. I really do, because I don't want to listen. I'm not going to 
lament the death of Disney or Bud right. Light. I'm not going to. I don't. I but I don't want to see them. I I don't think the price for this should be the unemployment line. I just don't. For Disney, I think it should because they went after the kids and. and we have drawn yeah. the line with going after the kids and Disney went after the kids and kept going after the kids. And we said, back the fuck up, leave our kids alone. And they didn't do it. So if Disney goes that's, out of business, that's a biggie. Yeah, that's a biggie. Them. It's important. That's a kid. Yeah. That's a company directed yeah. at kids. But we can't lose sight of the fact that this is a two way street. We're going to be targeted again. The right. left, the left are very fond of the cancel culture. They love it. They've used it to their advantage for, going on for a, going on a decade right now they cancel their own that's what i was going to say they are not afraid yeah they go after they their own and cancel and start, them. yes and they don't cannibalize themselves yeah they don't stop until you're in poverty and you've lost everything right it's 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 dangerous man it's it's a dangerous two-way street but I, anyway I, I brought up some stuff about ben and jerry's just to show listen we don't need to go over this as it turns out because everyone in our audience already knows that these are uh, uh woke leftist hippie co uh, company but it says uh when ben cohen and jerry greenfield launched as a small ice cream shop in burlington vermont in 1978, they advocated for small farmers, used fair trade ingredients, and gave entry-level employees salaries that were several times higher than for Vermont's minimum wage from the get-go. I don't consider that a bad thing. No, I by think it's any fantastic. Means. I think that is a company that's looking out for its people. I think these are, are, are good, wholesome American values, quite frankly. Um, but it is, it's uncommon among American companies. And we right. look at it and we say, oh, they're hippies, dirty, dirty hippies. They are dirty hippies, but they are, they, they are really truly are. dirty hippies. And they have been dirty hip. They're, they, they call themselves hippie. Jerry yeah. They call themselves hippie capitalists or dirty hippies. Yeah. They went public in 1985 and the founders managed to protect their altruistic roots by funneling 7.5% of the company's pre-tax profits into charities. Think about that. Seven, that's a huge chunk of, of your profits to give to charity. That's what they were doing. In 88, then-President Ronald Reagan named the duo Small Business Person of the Year. Eventually, big companies came calling. They wanted to buy them out. Neither Cohen nor Greenfield wanted to sell. Um, but as a public company, Ben & Jerry's had a fiduciary duty to its shareholders. So when Unilever offered to buy them out in the year 2000, they handed over the reins. Before they left, however, Cohen and Greenfield baked provisions into the sale designed to save the company's soul. One agreement requires Unilever to spend at least $1.1 million annually on Ben & Jerry's social mission, increasing with inflation. Another says the parent company must pay a living wage to all Ben & Jerry's employees set by a legally independent board of directors. I have no problem with that. That is a private company negotiating on behalf of their employees. This wasn't, let's not forget, this isn't a union making demands. These are the owners of the company who are about to sell their company to a giant 
corporate behemoth who right. are looking out for the for the the welfare of their employees. That is a true American value. And I got to tell you, I wish more companies acted like that. And fair play to Unilever for for continuing to uh, honor that agreement. Still two decades later, Unilever has mostly mostly stayed true to Cohen and Greenfield's values. In 2018, it gave the ice cream company $2.7 million to support grassroots social justice and environmental projects, according to a Ben & Jerry's rep. And as of April 2019, Ben & Jerry's entry-level living wage was $17.78 an hour, still much higher than Vermont's 1078 minimum wage. In 2012, Ben & Jerry's hired Christopher Miller, a former Greenpeace director, an actual communist, as its social mission and activism manager, and with the blessing of Unilever, started directing its marketing power towards racial justice projects like Florida Rights Restoration Coalition and Color of Change. Over the past 14 months, Ben and Jerry spent $1.2 million on Facebook ads championing criminal justice reform. That's more than Human Rights Watch, Amnesty International, and the Southern Poverty Law Center spent on their Facebook ads combined, according to the social network searchable ad archive. It's more than Greenpeace and UNICEF. It's on par with recent ad spending by Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, and nearly all other 20-some Democrats running for president in 2020. BenandJerry's.com is even less subtle. The company's site posts about racial equality, for example, seven ways we know systemic racism is real, more frequently than it does about Froyo flavors or free cone day. Same goes for Twitter. On April 20th, someone manning the Ben and Jerry's account tweeted, it's hard to celebrate 420 when so many people of color are still being arrested for pot. We have to do better. A video advocating for expunging cannabis convictions followed. They've it's always... Interesting yeah. that Unilever bought... I didn't realize it was Unilever. Because they, I think Unilever owns Dove, the Dove soap. And I don't know if you recall, but we have made fun on multiple occasions of the wokey woke, um, fat is beautiful, like beautiful at any size, whatever it is, mm -hmm. campaigns that Dove does. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just interesting to me that this sort of, I don't know, juxtaposition or intersection of things that Unilever has their paws into. I, I just think it's funny that all of a sudden to the right, this is now a cancel worthy company. Listen, right. I was at, um, it was over, I was telling you before the show, it was over Memorial day. I was at a friend's place. We were doing a barbecue and we went to a uh, whole foods, not my first choice of store. I, I despise whole foods, not because of who they are or what they stand for, because they don't have any of the stuff I know. Yeah, they have weird It's stuff all this there. weird hippie. locally sourced yeah. hippie shit and I don't like it. We went I went to get some ice cream. And again, it was all this weird locally sourced organic, you know. Dude, we have a Whole Foods here that I thought was a real Whole Foods. It's a Whole Foods co-op. So you think Whole Foods is right? You think Whole Foods is bad? Add co-op to that shit. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, tell your yeah. story. 
I like the place up the street that's like a disaster relief center. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, food food village food or something? De- food depot. Food depot, yeah. Food depot. Disaster relief center. It's fucking amazing. It's got the stuff I like. Anyway. It's got like the, the sugar cookies in like yes. the thousand pack. Yeah. Yes. And remember, it was where I got those lemon cookies, remember? Yes. Oh, they were awesome. But Back it's, on track. Well, yeah, cream. so we were we were at the Whole Foods, and it was all these hippie ice creams and Ben and Jerry's, and I, I grabbed the Ben and Jerry's. I want the ice cream that's full of fat and bad stuff. Right. Yes. I want the stuff I know is bad for me. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care that they take care of their employees. I don't care that they advocate for criminal justice. I advocate for criminal justice right. reform. We need criminal justice reform. But and I don't care that they have a spicy opinion about it. Ben and Jerry's do it because they believe in it. And you do it because you believe in it, not for ad revenue. Mm-hmm. Right? And not that's, to- that's the difference between a Bud Light and a Ben and Jerry's. Bud Light are virtue signaling. They, Bud Light deserved a bit of cancellation. Ben and Jerry's, these have been their values since the 1970s. You don't have to buy their products, but beginning to making the decision to deprive yourself of tasty ice cream now is completely redundant. And if you're going to do it, you know, you got to be true to the spirit of the thing and boycott all Unilever stuff, right? Because that's who owns Ben and Jerry. So whatever you're washing your butt with, you need to think about it because chances are it's owned by Unilever because they own all of those brands. So unless you're buying some locally sourced brand at the over 400 companies, yes, thank you, honey, honey, over 400 companies, including Dove. Oh. What? What? But how they don't wash their feet? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't want, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I mean, but, the, the French don't either. And we still drink the wine they've trampled. I know. You know what I mean? Cheese eating surrender. The, the, the French are famous for not bathing. And then they go stamp your grapes with their nasty surrender monkey. Okay. Feet. This is completely random. I was listening <laughs> to, this was a while ago, a podcast where some guys were talking about whether or not, like when you bathe in the shower, if you wash like below your knees, or if you just let the, you're gay. Soapy, if you just let that the Andrew, soapy water. Wasn't that like, Andrew Tate? No, fuck no. Why would, no, I assure you, I've never listened to anything by Andrew. It might've been Andrew Schultz, but might've been like King in the sting or something, but yeah, they were debating if you like wash your leg bottoms, like your shins and your feet, or if you just let the soapy water flow down there and that counts. I was like, how is this even a conversation? I, yeah. I don't understand either. <laughs> Folks, guys, wash their leg guys bottoms? bathe, but let's, let's, let's all agree to bathe properly. Shall we? All of our parts. Yeah. Scrub everything. Yeah. General, general rule of thumb, scrub everything. It doesn't if make it. If you can reach it, wash it. And if you can't reach it, put a rag on a stick yeah, and reach it, it. It doesn't make you gay to scrub your backside. It just doesn't. <laughs> and that's what I think I've heard Andrew Tate say. That, no. Yeah. Yeah. That if you're washing your butt, you're, you're gay. He is um, filth. He is a human filth. He's, he's so, he's funny. He has a lot of money and he's human filth. Yeah. He's, he's highly entertaining. I'm, I, I, whatever. 
Andrew Tate, man. Don't take your advice about being a man from Andrew Tate. That's or all about I can washing do. your bits. Yeah. Wash all of your bits. Yeah. Go to Andrew Tate for some spicy bants and uh, you know, a bit of comic relief. Or for but, nothing. Or, or but but don't don't base your life choices on the things Andrew Tate tells you. So that's, that's what and I'll say to young men. I had some Ben and Jerry's Americana something this weekend oh, when we were in Emily, Minnesota, seeing Dave Landau. I love me some Ben and Jerry's. How was that? So, how, was, how was Dave? When's he coming on the show? So good. It was so good. He's going to give us a call. Okay. Yeah. When he's in town. Mm. Um, it was really good. I got to do, of course, I hung out after and spoke to him and I shook his hand and I thanked him for taking the high road. Yeah. And the when the stuff hit the fan and he kind of looked at me yeah, like higher what? higher road than I've taken. And I said I told him <laughs> I said, you know, I backed your play all along. I showed my ASS and I said, you know, when you left the, that show, I left that show and said I wasn't going to spend another dime there until you were back on. And I said, you know, I thanked him for when he came out and told his story that he didn't tell any trash yep. on Steven Crowder. And it was obvious that there were some things missing from his story that he left out because it was personal stuff about Steven Crowder. Yeah. He's a, a gentleman. And then within a week, somebody else told that story and the trash took itself out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I thanked a, him for that. A, I told him uh, it was an honor being his fan. Yeah. Gentleman and a scholar, big fan of Dave Landau. Um, we're out yeah, of time. If he's ever, if you're ever where you can go see him, do it. I, I highly recommend. Yeah, uh, folks, if you're not following the channel, hit follow. It's it's it. completely free. We're at seven fourteen right now. Let's see what we can uh, see if we can get any subscribers this evening, and um, give us a thumbs up. Helps us in the Rumble algorithm for people to see the video. And if you want to share it somewhere, share it to your Twitter, share it to your Facebook, share it to your your threads. We should really come up with something to do at a thousand. Share like, Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, you're going to eat something gross. We're not, I'm not going to eat do. something gross. We decided like you're going to do a show topless. I'm not going to do a show. I, dude, as, as it was already awkward agreed and upon. stupid as I am with my clothes on, can you imagine me trying to sit here and talk naked? It was already That's just stupid. I, it was already agreed upon. It I, was agreed upon between you and yourself. I, I was it, not part of that conversation. I posted a video about it. And, um, that's it. That's, that's a binding contract between us and the viewer. We should do, do you ever watch the, um, what's his name? The Catholic guy on daily wire, the show that the game that he does where he sits down with somebody and they have to decide how the other person will answer. And if they get it wrong, they have to drink, but then they usually drink anyway and just get drunk. I don't know. I've seen that. I know Michael Knowles you're talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I don't he think I've seen that. He did one with Michael Malice that, oh my Lord Jesus. I've seen their, uh, which is hilarious. I've seen their lie detector yeah. game, which is amazing. I watched, oh my God, if you haven't seen it, Ben Shapiro sat down with his love child, uh, Brett Cooper. Yep. Their first video together. And it was Ben Shapiro trying to translate Gen Z slang. Yes so good oh my god it's one of the funniest things i've ever seen have you seen matt walsh taking brett cooper fishing yes yeah where I he have. teaches her to fish I there's a point that. where she has messed up her rod so much that he's like i don't even know how and i was like yeah. oh my god that's literally every time alex tries to teach me to do something mm -hmm. it's like i don't even know how you have messed this up oh, this badly hold on hold on 
what is this? Tell me you don't have a video of you teaching me to do something. No, Jenny's is better ice cream. What is Jenny's? What is Jenny's? Where do you get that? Mark, and better than Ben and Jerry's do. Tell, Come on. Tell me, tell me immediately where to find Jenny's. Yeah, tell the fat boy where to find it. He needs some other ice cream to run onto it, rub onto his moobs. Yes, yeah. Because you know that's exactly where it's going. It's, it's going exactly right to your what moves. it is. Um, also, if you if you're not following our friends over at Redacted um, on Rumble, forget YouTube. They have two. Hey, they hey, have. Oh, go follow. No. Oh, go, go follow, follow Danielle. Go follow me on YouTube. Yeah, Danielle, the Fit Life with Danielle on YouTube, oh, who, who who surpassed a thousand already. Well done. Congratulations. We talked about that Monday. Um, but yeah, redacted here on rumble though. They've, they've got over 2 million on YouTube. Yeah, Let's pump it. up those, uh, rumble numbers. Yes. They're awesome. They're very informative. Yeah. And they are, they include our show in their promos. So Jenny's has pop tart, brown sugar and cinnamon pop tart. Go get some. I'm That's... going to, I'm going to Publix tomorrow. Yeah, you are. Go get me some ice cream. I need to, I need, I need some more calories, man. I haven't been uh, taking it. We're going to be so fat calories. All right. We're out of time. Let's, we're way out of time. let's let people go guys. do what it is. They need Thank to do. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with us. We love you. We appreciate you. Uh, Al and Dave will Saturday see you on Saturday. And yep. I will see you back here on Monday. Thanks guys. Love you. Bye friends.